According to the New York Times, which published an article titled, Republicans Wrongly Blame Biden for Rising Gas Prices, the Washington Post, which stated that, quote, blaming Biden for the spike in prices around Russia's Ukraine invasion isn't just false, it's an assist to Putin that damages national security, end quote, and all the puppets in Washington, the main reason you're paying more at the pump is because Putin. Full stop. That's it. Nothing else to see here. It's all Putin's fault. The problem with that is that we were paying more at the pump before Putin made his move into Ukraine. But don't worry. The Washington Post made sure to cover that point as well, stating that, quote, while Republican lawmakers supported the ban, they asserted that the pain at the pump long preceded the war in Ukraine. Gas price hikes, they said, were the result of Mr. Biden's cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline, the temporary halt on new drilling leases on public lands, and the surrendering of energy independence. All incorrect assertions. End quote. Guys, don't believe your lying eyes or the pain in your pocketbook or the fact that some people are literally having to choose between buying gas and buying groceries. This is yet another great example of our government and the media trying to gaslight us. And it's unfortunately working on some people. So much so that even when the Washington Post lays out several of the reasons Biden is to blame, like the Keystone XL cancellation, the halt on new drilling leases on public lands, and the surrendering of energy independence, people don't believe those reasons because the Washington Post told them not to. Here's the thing. Several things can be true at once. For example, COVID lockdowns, which suppress the demand for gas, Putin and Biden can all be responsible for the hike at the pump. Americans would be a lot better off if we could recognize the power and the validity of the word and. I don't know. Maybe if we did that, we'd fight a little less and like each other a little more. Maybe. Just maybe. Okay. So we know that Biden and his media are going to tell you all the reasons it's strictly Putin's fault that you're paying more at the pump. Today, we're going to look at the reasons why Biden is responsible. This is Whitney Shorts. Welcome to the Whitney Shorts Show. In just one year of Biden taking office, America went from a 4% surplus in gas and oil production to a 4% deficit. Why is that? Well, let's start with the obvious, the reason that everyone goes to first, and that is the Keystone XL pipeline. If it had been finished, it would be transporting over 800,000 barrels of oil per day into the U.S. versus the 400 to 600,000 we were getting from Russia. I don't know. Call me crazy. I can't do left-wing math, but it seems like 800,000 is a bigger number than either 400,000 or 600,000. Like Putin who? We don't even need him. In addition, if we had the pipeline, we'd be getting it from one of our closest allies and next door neighbors, Canada, instead of from a dictatorial thug who's invaded another country and is bombing maternity hospitals. And for all of those concerned about the environment, I hear you. I too want the cleanest air possible, and I want to protect our wildlife. But here's the thing. According to five separate studies, yes, five, done by the Obama State Department. That's right, the Obama State Department. Five separate studies, 
found that the pipeline would have no material impact on greenhouse gas emissions since crude oil would still be extracted. That's right, the oil is still being extracted despite the pipeline being canceled. It's just a matter of how it's being transported. And transporting it via pipeline is the cleanest, safest way to transport it. According to the Obama State Department, shipping oil by rail or tanker would result in 28 to 42% higher CO2 emissions and more leaks. These pipelines, they're not just crude metal tubes like maybe some of the plumbing in your house. They're highly sophisticated, electronically monitored transport systems designed to help reduce carbon emissions and reduce the chance of leaks or spills. Yet, despite all of this, Obama rejected the permit in 2015 to pander to the Paris Climate Agreement because for some reason, we have to be a part of that useless organization. Just add that to another one of the reasons why you're paying more at the pump under Biden. As the Wall Street Journal reported, or to be more accurate, predicted, killing Keystone won't keep fossil fuels in the ground. It will merely strand billions of dollars in Canadian investment and kill thousands of U.S. jobs while enriching adversaries, hello Russia, and alternating an ally. If I was talking to Jen Psaki right now, she'd push her red ball back because she seems to always think it's falling in her eyes, even though it isn't. Smile at me smugly, say um about five times, and tell me, Whitney, you just don't get it. It would take too long to get the pipeline up and running. President Biden plans to build at least 500,000 charging stations across America by 2030, even though other estimates project we'll need 2.4 million charging stations to make this whole electric car thing work. Oh, and by the way, why aren't you driving an electric car? If you were, you wouldn't even have to worry about gas prices right now. Or you could bike to work. You'd probably finally lose all of that weight you've been trying to lose if you did. Insert another smug smile. If Jen and I were having this conversation... I too would give my hair a little tuck, just for effect, you know, and also smile smugly as I said, look, Jen, mind if we circle back, like circle back all the way to Obama? If it weren't for Obama and Biden, the pipeline would have been finished by now, or it would have been pretty darn close. Also, if we got started back on it now, some experts say it could be finished by 2023. I don't know. Again, I don't do left-wing math, y'all, but 2023 sounds about seven years sooner than 2030. And it sounds a heck of a lot sooner than 2050, which is when optimistic climate experts claim we'll be able to switch to all renewable energy. Oh, and I also don't have to get another car that A, I don't want, and B, I can't afford. Like, dang girl, I'm filling my gas tank up half a tank at a time right now because it hurts too much to fill it up all the way. Americans... You guys, you know, you want relief now, not in seven years. And we don't all want a car that the government can track and control and shut down like the Canadians did to their citizens' bank accounts recently if we say something they don't like or don't get our 28th booster. Okay, so spent a little more time on the Keystone XL and took a little longer than I was expecting. So in a nutshell, guys, here's a few other reasons you're paying more at the pump thanks to Biden. Number one, he joined the Paris Climate Agreement. In his first week in office, he signed an executive order to pause new oil and natural gas leases on public lands or in offshore waters. And in February of this year, his administration announced that they're indefinitely delaying new oil and gas drilling on federal land and other energy-related actions. He has halted permitting work on at least 18 wells on federal oil and gas leases in New Mexico and new lease sales. 
The Department of Interior has been slow rolling out, slow rolling oil and gas permits since Mr. Biden took office, so they're dragging their feet on them. Only in November did the Interior finally hold an offshore cell. And when they did, green groups sued and a liberal judge blocked the cells. And the Biden administration has not appealed that. Biden has also held on, hasn't held any onshore lease cells. And he is the only president in at least two decades not to have done so in a given year. According to the American Petroleum Institute, approvals for new liquefied natural gas terminals and expansions are also sitting at the Department of Energy and Federal Energy Regulatory Commission waiting for approval. Regulations and ESG scores, which are kind of like a social credit scores for oil producers, make it difficult for private oil companies to produce their oil or get the financing they need, essentially regulating them and bankrupting them out of business. As the Wall Street Journal stated, regulatory uncertainty and political hostility to fossil fuels discourage long-term investments, which are needed to increase supply and eat, keep energy prices in check. Biden stated recently that, quote, my administration is using every tool at our disposal to protect American businesses and consumers from rising prices at the pump. Well, as you can see, that's simply not true. In fact, quite the opposite is true. Here's another example of where two things can be true at once. Republicans can support a Russian oil sanction and also blame Biden for higher gas prices because it's his policies that made us dependent on Russia in the first place. Maybe if we had the Keystone XL pipeline or there wasn't a ban on drilling on federal lands or oil companies weren't regulated out the wazoo or, you know, if we had all three of those things, a Russian oil sanction would have affected us as much as one of those tiny little bugs that land on your shirt during the summer and you just flick it off and move on with your life without ever thinking about it again. And here's the rub. The Washington Post basically equated anyone who blamed higher gas prices on anything other than Putin as accomplices to Putin when they stated that, quote, blaming Biden for the spike in prices around Russia's Ukraine invasion isn't just false. It's an assist to Putin that damages national security. I'm just waiting for them to come out and call those of us who say otherwise domestic terrorists. Because anytime you don't agree with the official narrative, you're basically a domestic terrorist these days. And that's not the only rub. Biden stated that defending freedom will have costs for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. End quote. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me? Don't make some kind of patriotic appeal to me when you're pulling from our strategic oil reserves and begging OPEC countries to produce more oil when we could be doing that here at home. You've put our country at risk as well as our allies and the rest of the world by cutting oil production here and making us and our allies dependent on dictators who don't give one wit about the environment or human rights. Come on, man. Give me a break. This is Whitney Short. Thanks for listening to The Whitney Short Show.